Good afternoon. Welcome to Coffee and Conversations. My name is Jeff Harris. I'm the District and County Superintendent of Schools. And as always on Friday, in the time it takes to have a cup of coffee with a friend, talk about something of interest to you, we're going to share with you some um, information about our schools and our district that you might find interesting. And today, um, we have some absolutely incredible folks joining us for the podcast. They are members of our nutrition services team. Uh, Lonnie Salvaresa, Leona Camp, and Carla Bloyd are here with us. So good afternoon, all. Hi. Good afternoon. Well, thanks for joining me. How are you today? Good. Good. Thank you. We're here. <laughs> you do well. We I, made it another day. <laughs> made it another day. I was going to have to say, Leona, you, you can't nod. That doesn't work on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, just really quickly for everybody who, who is listening, um, can you guys tell us what your actual role in nutrition services is and, and where you are mostly stationed or where you're housed? So why don't, why don't you go, Carla? Um. In a normal school year, I would run all of the salad bars for all of our K through eights, and I am at Crescent Elk, and then I serve the salad bar for Crescent Elk. Um, I deal with all the produce that comes in and out of the kitchen, whether it's um, ordering it, menuing it, that type of thing. But in a COVID year, we don't have any salad bars, so I still deal with produce. I spend a lot of my day making fruit cups. So it's changed quite a bit. Yeah. And we'll talk about that a little bit later, but oh my gosh, what a, I think what a lack of diversity for our kids and meals. The salad bar is hugely popular. Kids love those. Leona, how about you? Uh, I work at the the high school. I'm the assistant cook there. Um, a smaller school, we serve fewer, just the high school age students. So uh, I do a little bit of everything. I mostly cook. I serve the students. I do the salad bar. It's been and I do dishes. <laughs> it, it's been quiet at your place, hasn't it, this year so far? Yeah, it was a bad, it was a crazy start. Yeah. I read a lot of books. <laughs> That's called professional development. We'll go yeah. with that. <laughs> and Lonnie? Um, I am the nutrition services coordinator for um, the K through eight. I um Pretty much make sure that, you know, all the ordering is done for the um, what needs to come into the kitchen for all eight schools. I mean, I used to work at the high school as a coordinator and I went from like 500 meals to over 4,000 coming out of that kitchen. So it was a big challenge for me when I moved to Crescent Elk. But yeah. But you're all doing a great job. Yeah. I mean, I, you know what, what we tell people all the time, we're really amazed um, at the work nutrition services done because national awards, I mean, almost every year for the last five years. And then the work that you all do, not only on a daily basis, we'll say pre COVID. Um, but then what you really kind of kicked off once schools, school facilities closed down in March. Right. So Carly, you talked a little bit about how the job has changed for the three of you. How did it feel? What what was a typical day for you before the big C word? <laughs> well, in the morning, I, I, I show up at 4.30 in the morning. So my job was, you know, I get in there. As soon as I get in there, uh, put the food in the oven for Zach that would go to 
Margaret Keating every morning with mm-hmm. the hot food because we had hot food Monday through Monday through Thursday, or no, three days a week. It was I can't even remember. I can't see. So it's been so it, long. It's been so long. I mean, was it five days? How many, Carla? What? <laughs> I don't think it. It was three days. It was three days yeah. and two days cold because we didn't have hot food on our delivery days when our trucks are coming in, mm-hmm. so that our delivery drivers could help unload those trucks. Okay, that's right. But anyway, that's what I started off that you know, and then go get the line set up. So then Susie would come in, you know, and she gets the hot. Right. You know, and all in the ovens, I'd, I'd load the ovens for her before she came in and then we just get the line started, you know, get cooking. And, you know, it's it's hard to explain what we do in one day. You know, it it is really hard. <laughs> well, since your menu changes, every day is a little different. Right. And so it's not like you can walk into the kitchen, watch us one day and go, oh, that's what they do. Right. You have to watch us all week long because it changes from day to day. Right. Even now it changes from day to day, but especially then. Well, because when you're doing your scratch cooking, you know, that, that takes more people. It takes more time um, because there are days that you do scratch cooking. Wonderful, wonderful meals. But then you have to flip that sometimes with kind of that prepackaged piece just to make that work. And on top of all that, you're meeting all the nutrition requirements that go along with it. Right. So Leona, what about you? A lot of hats. <laughs> I don't know where to start with it. I'm, I mean, I come in at, at six and I have a, we have the infant toddler center at sunset. Mm-hmm. So that's like I feed the apex eaters and the littlest ones. <laughs> and it's really different. Um, I still do scratch cooking for them. A lot of stuff for them. Yeah. There's only eight of them. Right. Um, then I start bagging stuff up at this point, um, you know. Before I'd get to cooking by scratch and I'd work on things for the salad bar, freight would come in. I'd, you know, put away freight, wash dishes. <laughs> dishes, I, I'm, I'm sensing are a big part of your life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah um, scratch cooking on scratch cooking days. Uh, we always got to come in the next morning because we they'd cook on we'd cook on Tuesdays. So Wednesday morning when we came in, we would come into dishes from every school in the district waiting in our kitchen. Oh wow! To get washed before we started our day. Yeah. Carla, what about you? Um, I start at five in the morning, and I. Like I said, I ran all of the salad bars. So I did mm-hmm. all of the menuing of the fruits and vegetables, all of the ordering for breakfast, for the salad bars, for ASP programs, our preschool programs. If it's a fruit or vegetable, it kind of ran through me. And um, so I would come in and get everything on our delivery trucks and get it out to the schools where the girls can prep that food and get it ready for the salad bar. And then I would prep Crescent Elk salad bar and I would serve sal- serve lunch with Crescent Elk. Right. Um, but we spend, Lonnie and I both spend a lot of time menuing and ordering and kind of getting all that stuff straight because you don't just get to decide what you want to serve that day. You have really strict regulations that we have to follow. Um, you have to, in the salad bar area, you have to serve orange and red vegetables and you have to turn so many dark leafy greens and they have to be, um, you have to have starches and it's just crazy. All the requirements that go into putting that salad bar together. Well, and you know what I think the, the funny thing is, is a lot of people look back on their own elementary experience or high school experience or whatever. And they remember the lunch lady. Um, 
nutrition services is so far beyond, I think, the stereotype that a lot of people have. The um, the amount of work that you guys put in, I mean, I think it's probably news to a lot of folks that we have people who start as early as four, five, six o'clock in the morning, right? Um, because their children don't leave the house until, well, we have some kids who ride the bus who leave at 630 maybe. Um, but, you know, school not starting until eight, that's kind of what is in people's heads. But you've already put in half a day of work before school even starts, right? Um, and then you're having to follow all the guidelines, the USDA guidelines, the the CDE um, rules and regulations. You're having to make sure that, you know, we're providing choice, that we have all those different pieces that are there and planning out those menus weeks, if not months in advance to make sure that we have deliveries because, if we go back to now that we're living in a, in a time of COVID, um, even getting those deliveries is hard now, right? It can be. Yeah. And you're also trying to watch your budgets. Right. I mean, one of the things that happened when um, COVID hit is we have all those USDA foods mm -hmm. that are just sitting there and we couldn't use them right. last year. And so that's one of the things when I said my my world is making fruit cups these days, it's using all those foods that we already own and packaging them and getting them out to the kids that would normally be sitting on a salad bar. Right. Well, and even making those fruit cups, that's a whole new process. It is. The machine is the one that we've used when we packaged meals mm -hmm. for the kids last year, but we never made fruit cups with them. And so it's kind of a learning curve for for all of us, we've had a few bumps with the the machine jamming on us and uh, Zach sitting on his bottom on the floor, trying to pull the pin out of the machine with both feet against the machine, trying to just <laughs> yank it because it jammed and we couldn't get it open. That happened this week. Oh, wow. And um, so we've had a few challenges, but we get past it. Yeah. How else has COVID impacted what you guys do? We can't cook, you know, that's the sad thing is, and, you know, we, we hear a lot of people, you know, well, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? You know, some of the food, the food that you're seeing right now is like, it's ready to eat food. Right. Because unfortunately there are some of the students that we have that cannot heat up food, mm -hmm. you know? And so they, they, they literally have to, some of them have to eat the food that we have cold right. you know and the, some people don't understand that but uh it it's it's changed so much with it's hard it's hard to even say i mean like we asked you asked me well, like what my day is i have a hard time expressing it because i mean it's like i can be here one minute then here the next minute you know and i half the time i don't even know what i'm doing anymore <laughs> <laughs> we do a lot of math these days yeah. trying to uh, not waste Food, so right. we get a lot of numbers from the schools saying, how much do you have left over and how many next day meals did you not get? And, you know, who didn't pick up food at curbside? And then we have to sit there and Lonnie and I in the afternoon do a lot of math trying to figure out what we need to send for the next day. Yeah, because she's like, I call her the back of the house. I'm the front of the house. She has one menu. I have one menu. So I'll go back there. Hey, Carla, you know, this, this, this. She's like, wait, stop. What? And I'm like, no, this. She goes, no, you're on that day. I'm on this day. I'm like, no. Okay. You know, so then we'll go. But it's literally just, we do. we're going, it, we're going crazy. <laughs> 
Well, and because again, I mean, like you said, a lot of this stuff is ready to eat, right? That we have now, but how are we ordering those things? What's coming in? And then Carly, you'd mentioned curbside. So we've got curbside things that are going on. Plus we have kids in school. Then we have some weird day that pops up where all of a sudden we're having to plug together three or four days worth of meals to get out to families. Um, and you know, Leona, how does that impact the work that you do sometimes? I keep it since we've started getting students and, and started working over at the high school. I just go day by day. Most of the time <laughs> it's, it's written up. The menus are written up there and I'll just I follow along with them because we do, we have our own kids at the school. Then we are, we're helping out these guys with doing the ASP meals mm -hmm. to send out to the other schools. And then we're also doing meals for the Uncharted Shores schools. Oh, okay. So it's just like this. I've got one person comes in and picks up their stuff at seven. One comes at eight. Another comes at nine. Zach gets there about 930 to pick up some more stuff. Someone else comes at 1130. <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, it's not, it's nonstop. It's, from, it's a scramble. Yeah. It just, that's why we're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Takes a special kind of person to work nutrition services yes. in Del Norte County. <laughs> <laughs> and you were talking about the curbside. It's funny because we have the curbside and the next day meal. Right. You know, and so for us to load the carts, you know, at the end of the day, because we were, Carla, Carla's back there with, you know, doing her fruits and vegetables and taking notes and stuff. And we're back, we're in the front doing the next day meals. We got that. So when everybody clears out, you know, half, almost all our crew goes home at 1030. Mm -hmm. So then it leaves me and Carla at the end, then, because then she's getting numbers in. So then we're going back there, getting the sandwiches, getting all the carts ready. You know, our walk-ins are loaded for the guys in the morning, you know, and it's, it, it's crucial to have, you know, the, the numbers, everybody, you know, we we're like, we need those numbers for the next day. We need to know how much to send you because, you know, if we send too much, then we're unpacking stuff. Oh, yeah. And it's, it, it it's well, you're, just, you're coordinating with 13 schools, 200 certificated employees, to get the numbers of kids that are mm -hmm. going to be eating, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it, and that's just within the district. That doesn't include, like you were talking about, that doesn't include USA, doesn't include any of the students at Castle Rock, doesn't include anybody else. Well, and at the school site, they're they're serving breakfast, so we right. have to get the breakfast out to them. They're serving an AM snack, which has to go out to them. Right. And then they have lunch, and then the next day meals that are made at Crescent Elk and the curbside. So the schools are also really, really busy because those girls are making up those bags for breakfast, running them to the classrooms, going back to the classrooms, picking up the extras, doing curbside, handing out those meals to anyone that needs it while the lunch staff comes in and starts making their bags. Then they turn around and deliver those to the classrooms and then they have to go back and pick up the leftovers. And that's a lot of running around. And, and then you have after school. Yeah. And that's three, you know, three food service employees at most schools, two at a couple. Right. Um, and they're doing a fantastic job yeah. of trying to get all of those meals out, deal with all those classrooms. And then you have the rain on top of it as they're trying to, you know, run down the halls and get food to everybody. <laughs> um, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. yeah. And in the midst of all, you know, getting everybody else's food ready, we still have Crescent Elk to do. You know, so it's right. like, yeah, I mean, this is how bad it was. Okay. So my phone, I have to set alarms to remember stuff. And I mean, that's how bad it's gotten <laughs> because when, um, we first opened, you know, this, um, Ms. Jagger's class, special 
education, they were there and I'd have to set alarm to remember to take them their food because it was, you know, we're in the middle of, you know, call, everything else. Yeah. Call this yeah. person, you know, oh, you know, we get there at four in the morning. Nobody wants a phone call from Lonnie at four in the morning. <laughs> hey, do you remember this? You know? So, Hey, I set alarm. I'll call this person at, you know, eight thirty, And so, yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, it's pretty insane. But, but you know what though? I mean, when we look at the overall picture, you guys get to experience the sausage making right? <laughs> <laughs> on, on the flip side, everybody else gets to experience a really great breakfast. And how does it feel that you've all been part of a program that for years has been nationally recognized and has been a regional award winner for the work that you've done? Um, you know, when we point out to the community that from March to June, um, you guys were part of a team that served almost a quarter million meals to students in our county. I mean, how does that make you feel? Drop the mic. <laughs> <laughs> no, it make it 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 makes we we all feel good about it because you know we are there's a pers a purpose why we you know why the reason why we got into this you know because if you don't for the it's for the kids mm -hmm. I mean that's. Because working in, for this district for almost 20 years in nutrition services, I've seen a lot of stuff mm -hmm. and a lot of it's heartbreaking, but it, it's, it's amazing. It, it's good. <laughs> Anybody want to add anything? I, I got the opportunity to ride on a few of the bus routes during the, not summer, but uh, before, before spring. school. Yeah. yeah. And I realized how, much fun it was to see the kids again. <laughs> I was just like, yay, there's that person and there's that person. Gone through a little bit of student withdrawal. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and, you know, we can't leave out. Transportation, I think, did a wonderful job, too. And then, you know, we also had a bunch of other um, teachers, certificated, classified administration staff that went out and rode those buses that kind of helped with that. But, you know, I mean, for goodness sake, I, I, Lonnie, I think you were there that Sunday morning when we called that special meeting or yeah. were you there too Carla yeah I was, oh, yeah. I was uh actually I got up that because I still <laughs> me sleeping in in the morning is not having to go anywhere so you know <laughs> I was up so I was um, so it's really not sleeping and it's just staying yeah in. okay it's like when I do, it's like when uh you know my family goes hunting and I don't it's my staycation <laughs> but um yeah I I got on Facebook I was drinking my morning coffee and I got on Facebook and I seen you know I was like hey Okay, so I called Carla and said, hey, you know, they're going to have a meeting or something because we actually met that wasn't it that Friday. We had a little meeting mm -hmm. already to say, hey, what, what do if? we, yeah, what if and what do we need to do? And I'm like, well, okay, so, or it was Thursday. It was Thursday or Wednesday or Thursday because what happened was we, we did the what if. And so we went in and ordered and I went in and ordered backup PB and J's. I mean, I ordered everything I could order. Right. So that's when you said, Hey Lonnie. And we're like, we got this. <laughs> You're good yeah. to go. we, we got this. Well, yeah. and we left the board meeting, Lonnie and I, and um, then with um, our boss who, you know, we called a special meeting and asked everyone to come to the kitchen that could come. And they did. And they did. And by the time we left that building after Lonnie and I'd been there, Eight hours, basically, from the right. time we went to the board meeting to the time we left on Sunday. Um, we had a plan. We walked in Monday morning and, you know, I feel really proud that mm -hmm. we could turn around and execute it that quickly. Um, and we did. 
We had a learning curve, but yeah. we were feeding kids that very next day. Well, and you know what? I talked to colleagues of mine all over the state, district superintendents, county superintendents, principals. Um, my sisters are both teachers or, or one's a teacher, one's a school psychologist down south. No one else did what you guys pulled off. Matter of fact, for a lot of the schools that shut down that quickly, it was three or four or five days before they got anything off the ground. Um, and I don't know if you've ever heard that, but it was, it was absolutely insane. My sister, when she went to pick up a meal for, um, her kids, um, the line wrapped around the school, the block of the, of the school. And this was down in central California. And, um, when they got up there, they were just telling people, sorry, no more food. You come back tomorrow, but it's first come first serve. Wow. And I don't think that ever happened in our county. No, if oh, no. If, so, if a school said we ran out, you know, we we got them food, you know, and the bus, the buses, the transportation. I mean, it, it was awesome that, you know, that we got together and they, you know, helped us out. And it, it was yeah, the it, first, it amazed me. The first few weeks were pretty crazy. Yeah, it was pretty crazy with a lot of phone calls and not knowing how much food to put out there. Oh, yeah. And um, Lonnie would be down serving food out of the Crescent Elk parking lot um, because we started at Crescent Elk at first. Mm -hmm. And I'd be back in the kitchen, the only one there, and you'd be fielding phone calls and throwing boxes of food in the car <laughs> and just, you know, driving it off to wherever. And Lonnie would be calling going, I need more. I ran out. And you're, you know, heading down there. It was pretty crazy, but it took a few weeks and then it starts to kind of mellow out and you figure it out. Yeah. But, but you know, I think it, it's like Leona said, when you saw the kids grabbing mm -hmm. those meals, mm -hmm. What did those faces look like? Oh, it, it was great because they were all ages, you know, they're little guys they're all with their masks on, you know, <laughs> they're standing by the side of the road and all important yeah. and just waiting for that bus. Big eyes. Like, yep. oh, please. Well, and but I think between nutrition services on those buses, bus drivers and all the other people who, who stepped up to kind of volunteer for a lot of our kids, that was like some of the best normalcy that they got, right? I mean, it still gave that routine of when the bus was coming, of of what's on my school menu, those kinds of things, which was just incredible. Yeah, well, it, it was kind of like with, you know, people when COVID first hit and everything and people had to stay home, our normal never changed. Right. That's one thing I was thankful for is I did, you know, we still had our routine. So it, it affected us, but it didn't. You know, right. I don't know if that makes sense. Well, but. yeah, because I think when people thought about school campuses shutting down, they thought everybody was gone. Um, you guys never skipped a day. No, mm -hmm. we even worked through our spring break. Yeah, yeah. To, exactly. Yeah. Transportation never skipped a day. Mm, nope. no. Um, you know, district office was open. Teachers were working with kids, you know, so even though the facilities were closed, a lot of stuff was still going on in the background that I don't think a lot of people, while they know, well, you know, it's one of those things where kids don't really believe sometimes their teachers go to the restroom because they never, you know, um, it's the same thing. Everybody was extremely appreciative of the meals that came out, but they didn't realize all the work that was going on in the background to make that happen. So that's pretty cool. So we are at the end of our time. Um, so I always ask everybody this, who comes in, you guys do a phenomenal job. All you have in the, in the five and a half years that I've been here, I've never been into a, uh, a kitchen, a cafeteria, uh, one of your staff meetings, anything else where it just hasn't been professional, positive, very, um, 
exemplary, I think is just the only word I can come up with. But um, each of you individually, so I'm proud of you as a whole group, but what are you most proud of about your jobs? Don't everybody rush in right now. (laughs) That's a hard question. I think that we can um, actually give kids a healthy meal. There's just too many kids out there that do not have food, number Mm -hmm. one. And number two, they don't have fruits and vegetables. And they don't, if they get it, it might be McDonald's. And nothing's wrong with McDonald's. We all love it. But to be able to give them exposure to different kinds of foods, Mm -hmm. especially fruits and vegetables, and something that you know is going to help them grow and learn and just be good for them. Yeah. I mean, taking, I mean, taking care of the kids, I mean, feeding the kids, that's, I mean, that's, it's, it's hard to say because, you know, there's many, been many times I've cried, you know, because some of the kids, you know, I, okay, I guess the perfect example for me was when I was working at the high school, you know, I'm, I'm a hard head. I'm not, I I don't have that warm, fuzzy voice. (laughs) I am the type that, um. I don't know how you would put it, but uh, the kids, I treated them like I cared, you know? So if they did something that wasn't all right, I would let them know. And I guess it's like the the end of the school year, I had some seniors and they got together and they gave me a card and said, thank you for always taking care of us, you know? And that's, they're like our kids. They're like, you know, I I don't know how to explain it. I'm sorry. I can't. No, honestly, I get it. You know, we, when we talk to kids, a lot of the times when, you know, you hear who was somebody who was really influential on your life, you know, we hear, we hear teachers or we hear, um, um, the librarian, you know, we will hear a lot of things, but we also hear a lot of times. And, and I don't think this sometimes gets communicated just simply because of, of the normal communication channels. It's, it's the people who serve them food. It's the people who give them a ride to school. It's the people that they talk with who are looking out for their safety on the break ground. And so, you know, Lenny, I, I think that's a, that's a huge piece. And, you know, our, our, our kids depend on the work that you do, I think, more than any of us realize, quite honestly. I don't know if it's to be proud of or whatever, but it... Um it's the relationships that I get to mm. have with kids that I wouldn't have ever known. Right. And when they come up to you at the end of the school year with their yearbook and ask you to sign their yearbook and you're like, <laughs> really? <laughs> what am I going to say now? <laughs> well, you know, you've made it because at that point they want your autograph. Yeah. Right, Liam? <laughs> so it's, it's, I guess that's something to be proud of. I mean, it's, it's making friendships with people that are, I mean, they're, they're kids. We're, I'm old and they're young and they're on their phone and I'm like, Hey, fix my phone. It's broken. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, but, but again, I think it is that relationship and, and you all do well at it. And again, I, I don't think I've been in one of our locations where our kids were getting served that I didn't feel that. And there's not one place I haven't been in where people haven't been proud to show me what they're doing. Um, in that space, like I said, whether it's been a lunchroom, a, a kitchen, um, anywhere. So I just want to say on behalf of the school board, me, 
um, the community, everybody who's benefited from the work that you've done. Thank you so much. Um, it doesn't go unnoticed, but you may not hear it all the time. <laughs> so thank you guys. Thanks for joining us today too. Thanks for having Thanks. us.